because I knew that as I started this process, it would inspire and guide me into what the next episode should be. And so this week, I am sharing 10 tools that I use in my life on a weekly basis. They help me stay grounded, connected, inspired, and motivated. Welcome to the Living Courageously podcast. This is a place where women can really connect with themselves through the lens of courage. What does courage mean to you? What does it look like to live a courageous life? What does it mean to turn these dreams and these thoughts and these visions into these lived experiences and these realities? I'm your host, Ashley Strong-Smith. In this lifetime, I've been blessed to continuously live through a place of courage, turning my dreams into realities and truly experiencing a life that is far better than I could have ever imagined. My greatest inspiration is bringing the very tools, rituals, practices, and tangible resources to you alongside the courageous women that you'll meet here. Ultimately building a community around women choosing courage over fear, creating their dream lives. Hello, you courageous soul. If you have been here before, welcome back. If you are new here, welcome. I am feeling so wide open and raw and just really expansive and grateful. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to dive deeper into something that has always been an interest and a passion and just a curiosity of mine around the power of energy is something called Reiki. I got what's called a Reiki level one attunement and I'm not going to go into the whole process on this podcast. It actually, this is the beginning of a journey as a month from now I'll be getting my level two attunement and so I actually really want to share about the whole process as it gets a little bit closer to me doing both of my attunements, but why I'm sharing it now is I just feel like I am so open and heart-centered and just overflowing with just these realizations and this gratitude and just this humbleness for everything that has transpired for me to sit here and be here today. Before we dive into today's episode, of which the content I am just so excited about, you may notice I am a little nasally and congested. I am getting over a bit of a sinus infection, of which, honestly, this time of year, so I live in the mountains at 6,200 feet elevation, and winter has come quickly. So when I drove out this morning, it was 37 degrees. Um, which has happened really fast this year, it feels like. And so every year it seems like when the seasons change this quickly and drastically, we get a little bit um, sinusy and congested. So if you hear that behind my voice, that's what's going on. I'm feeling amazing though, and just beyond excited to be here and to share with you today. When I launched this podcast, one of the things that they suggest doing, I mean, they suggest a few things when launching a podcast. But one of the things is really make sure you have at least 20 topics that you can share as podcast episodes. And so I definitely went through that process and did it, but I didn't pre-record a bunch of episodes because I knew that as I started this process, it would inspire and guide me into what the next episode should be. And so this week I am sharing 10 tools that I use in my life on a weekly basis. They help me stay grounded, 
connected, inspired, and motivated. I really am feeling called to preface this with these tools. It has been over a decade of me just experimenting and exploring with different rituals and morning practices and modalities and just things to really keep me centered and grounded and focused. And after all these years, these are the things that really have stuck with me and that I incorporate into my week every single week. Okay, let's dive in. I'm so excited. Okay, so the number one is I use what's called tarot and oracle cards throughout my like days, throughout my work, throughout just my personal practice, and even my practice with my clients. Tarot cards are a little bit more traditional cards. So they have really specific card names and messages. More recently, what I have really come into and what I absolutely love is what's called oracle cards. So these are, they're a little bit more organic and free-flowing. The messages run the gamut and then every deck is created by a different artist and it has a theme. I have five favorite decks that I use on a regular basis. So I'm going to list them and then the fun thing about this episode, I'm actually going to turn it into a blog post and like PDF handout so that you can check the show notes and go and download because there's going to be a lot of references and links to things. Okay, so my favorite decks are Work Your Light by Rebecca Campbell, Lightworker Oracle by Alana Fairchild, Keepers of Light by Kyle Gray, Sacred Rebels, my all-time favorite, that's by Alana Fairchild, and then the last one, these are no particular order, is the Mother's Wisdom deck. I got gifted this deck by a dear friend right after my daughter was born, and it was so instrumental in me really connecting to my mama intuition and just really like guiding me through, especially through the newborn and like early stages of being being a first-time mother. So how do I use I used to do a card pull every day. I used to do a full spread for the month. I used to do it for the week. So I've tried on all these different variations. And this phase of my life right now, what has really been working and sticking is I pull two cards from two different decks each week. So every Sunday, I try to do it every Sunday. Sometimes it runs into Monday morning. I set myself up for my week, which I'll be going into that further down this this podcast. Um, But I pull from two different decks. And what I do is I grab the deck in my hand. I ground my feet on the ground. I'm usually sitting in my office chair um, and grab the deck in my hand. I'll grab my favorite crystal and put it on top of the cards. And then I will close my eyes and just invite in any guides, angels, supports, the greater good, your God, your higher teachers, whatever that is to you. I call that in for me, my highest good, my gods, my teachers. And I ask, I say, what is the message that I need today and as I move through this week? And then I take my crystal and I knock my deck three times and then I just start to shuffle it. And always a card either pops out, it flips up, it like won't go back in the deck. Like it's very obvious what it is. So I do this for both decks, but one of the things that I always do is I never look at the first card. I don't look at the image. I don't read what it is. I definitely don't read the message. 
until I pulled the second card, simply because I want it to be totally divinely guided. I don't want to read a message and then be thinking about that as I'm pulling the next card. What I do after that is I grab my notebook and my pen and I really write down the messages and just what resonates with me, whether it's a phrase or a question or just something powerful that stood out to me. Why this is so important is so helpful is it really helps guide me as I like have, because every week, so something I'll share is the board that I create every week. So every week I have these anchors and these foundational pieces. And so the messages in the cards really become my anchor and foundation and just guiding post for the week. Number two, this is something that I implemented about six months ago and has just been so supportive. It's called the morning pages. So this came directly from a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. What I've noticed that is happening in this phase of life is I will hear about a book and when I hear about it multiple times, I'll buy it and have it as part as my collection and library. And I will read it and then kind of pull what I need from it. Usually I can tell within the first like 50 pages if it's time to read through this book or just take what I've learned at that moment, put the book down for when it's time to read it in, in its entirety. And that's what happened with this book. I read a few pages and learned about the morning pages and I stopped reading the book and started implementing the morning pages. So the intention and idea behind it is that every morning before you do anything, before you open your email, your text messages or Instagram or whatever it is that you check in the morning that you sit down and write. So I believe the way that she describes it is actually writing with like pen and paper. I quickly learned that like my hand could not keep up with my thoughts. And so I started typing it because what would happen is my hand would either get tired or I would try to write so fast that I couldn't read anything that I wrote. So I'm like, what's the point of this? Um, if I can't reread what I'm writing and reflecting on. This has been really pivotal for me, especially in this phase of life right now, because it gives me the space to reflect and express myself like unapologetically without anyone asking questions, judging, looking, being curious, I can just let it flow. And what then happens is I get inspired for content and podcasts such as this. I work through situations that are going on in my personal life. Like I realize this method that I have and how I do things. Like it creates this space for me to be with myself, but in this written expression. I was coaching one of my coaching clients a few weeks ago, and she said one of the most beautiful things about the power of a coaching journey and experience. It's like, it's it's a three-way exchange. So it's like the person who's experiencing something experiences it. Then they reflect it to someone else and can communicate that. And then someone receives it and then reflects it back to the first person experiencing it. So that's what writing is to me. It's like I experience something, I reflect it onto the paper, in reflecting it onto the paper, I am able to reflect it back to me, but see it in a different light. 
It is so powerful and so supportive. I highly recommend doing it with anything. I only started as doing a couple sentences, starting maybe five minutes. Sometimes I write for five minutes. Sometimes I write for a half an hour. Sometimes I write two sentences. Sometimes I write like 10 pages. So it really just depends on where I'm at in the moment. Number three, nature walks, nature walks, nature walks. I alluded to this and shared a bit more about the importance of, for me, getting out in nature during episode, gosh, what was it? Episode four, when I shared the seven ways to have an intentional and courageous week. I have scheduled this into my week and these are non-negotiables. I drop my daughter off at school or days when my husband's home, he brings her to school and then me and the pup, just the two of us, go for a hike. There are two spots that we alternate between where it's just us. There's no music, there's no podcast, there's no phone. I definitely get inspired to like record videos and take pictures and a lot of times I voice memo myself. But why this is so crucial crucial is because it is the space and time for me to just get quiet, to be inspired by nature, the colors, the textures, the sounds, the smells, the like feeling on my skin, to just be with my thoughts and have them expressed in this new environment. What also happens too is I see the joy of my puppy. Um, She's old enough now and these hikes are rural enough to where she runs off a leash and she literally is so happy and so curious and just so joyful and in her element and it constantly reminds me to do the same to invite that curiosity to invite that youthfulness that playfulness I always come up with some type of idea or in like something has inspired me to then share with the world on these walks and I know that I am very blessed I live in the mountains so I'm surrounded by trees and hiking trails and nature and I know that is not always the case for everyone but see if there is a space where maybe it's just a tree or a patch of grass and instead of walking you sit with it see how you can connect to nature in a way that is most supportive for you. Number four, stay with me here, (laughs) being a human pendulum. So I don't know if you're familiar with what a pendulum is, but usually a pendulum is a crystal that is shaped in an upside down triangle and it's um, attached to some type of chain or string so that you can hold the chain or string in your hand. Typically, the way it works is you put out your palm and then you ask it questions and the pendulum will start to move either yes or no based on how you asked it questions. Months ago, I was listening to one of my biggest inspirations and teachers, Rachel Hollis, and she had like vaguely mentioned this idea behind a human pendulum and didn't go into too much depth, but I like lost it. I, because I knew exactly what she was referring to and meant when she said being a human pendulum. So usually you hold a pendulum and you do it over your hand. Being a human pendulum, you use your body to connect to a greater source to give you answers. It works best with yes or no answers. I'm going to walk you through how to do this. Root your feet on the ground. It is best if you can be completely barefoot. No shoes, no socks. Root your feet on the ground. Let your hands come out towards your sides. And if it's supportive, 
close your eyes. You're going to take a few moments to just breathe into your body, find your foundation and your equilibrium, and then really root down through the four corners of each feet. Then you're going to ask the universe, and I say it out loud. I say, universe, show me my yes. It is the most fascinating thing because what usually starts to happen is you either go um, right to left or left to right, so sideways, or you go forward and backwards. Universe will give you what your yes is. So then I say, thank you, universe. And then I kind of wiggle it out and ground myself again. And then I say, universe, show me my no. And what is so fascinating is another body movement will happen. So either this time you'll rock from left to right or you'll rock backwards to forwards, but it will show you a very definite no. Then from there, I shake it out again and then I'll ask my question. Universe, is this what I am meant to share today? Please tell me yes or no. And my body will start moving and tell me yes or no. I have done this so many times with myself from things as small as what content to share to things as big as like, I don't even know, booking booking clients it's even happened with. The other thing is I've seen the power of doing it in community and supporting someone else through this process as all of my coaching clients have experienced this at some point or another when they are going through something because what happens is the brain can get so logical it can start to reason anything whereas the body the body never lies the body tells you the truth if you know you don't want to do something or you're not meant to be doing something you get this feeling in your stomach you can like almost taste it and feel it in your throat you know you're not supposed to do something when you are supposed to do something your body gets giddy and gets excited and it like creates movement The body doesn't lie and that is why the human pendulum is so powerful and such an integral tool in my week. Okay, number five, my weekly board. So just as everything on this list over the years, I have tried things and taken things away and added things and seen what works best for me and is most supportive at that time in my life. Right now, this particular board has been working for months. I've gotten really specific. It's a whiteboard that sits right above my desk. When I got the whiteboard, I also ordered an assorted pack of dry erase markers because I very much am a pen and color person (laughs) when it comes to office supplies. Um, And so I hung it strategically right above my desk as I wanted to incorporate it and see it every single day. So every Sunday, like I've mentioned, sometimes it moves in to Monday morning, depending on how my weekends are, is I spend, before I do anything, No matter how busy I am, I spend time really grounding myself and grounding my week and really creating the content for this board. So what is on this board? The first thing is my card pull for this week. So I started this with number one as I pull two different cards from two different decks. So I write down the messages that stood out to me or there may be adjectives or phrases. So whatever stood out to me. Then my primary focus. So for me, a lot of times my primary focus is like how I want to feel. 
So again, going back to episode four, the seven ways to have an intentional and courageous week is like one of them is the to be list. Like how do you want to feel? And so that really is where I put under my primary focus. Like, do I want to be patient? Do I want to be present? Do I want to be graceful? Do I want to support myself? Like, what is it that I need and want to focus on that week? The next thing is my theme. So this usually is a phrase. So this week's theme is dream a new world into existence dream a new world into existence. So this is something that I just want to be inspired by and like ultimately I want to manifest. The next are my tops for each day. So this was inspired by the idea behind creating your like top three or five for the day. I wish I could just keep it at three or five right now in this phase of life. Things are very full and so it's more than that but these are things that are non-negotiables that like have to get done. They're things that like my clients are waiting on me for, like my potential clients are waiting on me for, that my podcast guest, whatever it may be, these are things that like really do need to get done and the day in which they need to get done. The other thing that I add on there is like when I have meetings or appointments are like, I know, so Thursday is the only day this week that I have to be fully present with my daughter. She's not at school. I don't like that's our day together. I'm working every other day this week. And so I write it down and make it clear so that I can really prepare prepare myself for the week and just know that like, okay, in order to be fully present and be the mom I want to be on Thursday, I have got to get this other stuff done Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday while she is at school so I can be fully for, with her and for her. The next thing on there is my question for the week. So this is just something that I am curious about. So right now, this week's question, because I just had my Reiki one attunement yesterday, is how can I incorporate more Reiki into my week to support myself? So that's my question for the week. So it's an inquiry. Then I have on there my affirmations. I am courageous. I am present. I am calm. I am divinely guided. So these are things that I want and need to be reminded of and I'm really cultivating in my life. The next thing is a section called Think and Grow Rich. So there is a book called Think and Grow Rich that I read years ago. Although the whole book didn't resonate with me, it is a beast of a book. Something that stuck out so much was he is so specific. It's like the synopsis of it is like who you are, how much you're making and what you are doing in exchange for that money and just getting very specific and clear on it. I think this is really important and powerful because it reminds me of my personal goals, but also how I am bringing that to life and how I am showing up and supporting my community and my clients in a very specific tangible way. The last thing on this board is what I call broken seatbelts. What are those things that have been nagging you that every time you get into your car and your seatbelt doesn't buckle and it needs to get fixed or every time you get in your car and there is a big old coffee stain on the passenger seat that needs to be cleaned or you have been postponing and like 
putting off getting your car's oil change? Like what are the things that you have not been taking care of, but that are taking up space in your brain because you know that they have to happen. We all have things like that. We all do. Throughout the week, I revisit this board every morning. I read my affirmations. I look at my question. And then every day during my tops, I'm adding stuff and I'm crossing off what I'm doing. I find great gratification in knowing that that is done. I have completed that. Okay, number six. This is small and a little bit old school, but even though, even through and with the advancement of technology and everything that we can do with our phones and computers, I still have an actual planner that I can open, that I can write in, that I can highlight, that I can use different colors in. Why this is so important is because I can make notes. I can see, like, I highlight all my photography stuff in orange. I highlight all my podcast stuff in blue. I highlight the days that my daughter's at school in purple. I circle the days my husband's on shift in green. And so it gives me this very tangible, physical way of seeing where our weeks are, where all the energy is going and coming from as there are so many moving parts. Because although I have a pretty consistent schedule Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because that's when my daughter's at school. Every week our life is changing because my husband's schedule changes every single week. And so this is really important that I can see these things and not just have to be another excuse to be on technology to see it. I love having these tangible paper items. Number seven. So this is something that I get so excited about. So when I was Sharing with the morning pages, I had shared that I like always get books after I've been told about a book two or three times. I get it because to me, that's the universe saying I need that book for whatever message it is. And so as a result, number seven is that I always have a stack of new books to choose from. I, after hearing about it two or three times, I order them on Amazon. And when I get it, I will always try to read the first couple chapters and see how it resonates and if I need to read it through at that moment or if it's there for when the time is right. I truly believe stuff is divinely guided and happens in divine timing. Right now, I'm obsessed with the stack of books that I have and every single one I have opened and started to read. Um, and I know it is there for me in a special pile for when it's time to finish it. It doesn't go up onto my big bookshelf until I finished it. That is like my golden rule. So right now, these are the books that I have that I'm currently in the process of reading or have been inspired to read. So The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litfin, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So I have listened to the audio of that book honestly twice, but there's something to me and the power of actually reading it versus listening to it. And so I definitely want to read it because I know I'll pick up something different. The next one is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is where the morning pages came from. The other one is a book called Original Wisdom by Donna Bond. And Donna Bond is actually 
one of my biggest inspirations in teachers. She is a phenomenal coach that actually just moved to Costa Rica and has been a huge inspiration in me igniting and following my passion of coaching. So she wrote a book last year that I'm just beyond excited for her. The other one is Your Heart's Desire by Sonia Choquette, which is just so beautiful. It really is. Um, it's kind of like a workbook style where she goes into a lot of detail about just creating your true heart's desire. It's her way of bringing her dreams into reality. So creating her dream life. And I just love the language that she uses to describe something that is so close to my heart. And the last one is so important to me. It's called Raising Good Humans by Hunter Clark Fields. And this is one that I actually started when I realized I I was reacting a lot versus responding with my daughter. And I'm still struggling with it. I'll be totally honest to admit it. And I obviously want to break patterns like that. Like I truly believe that however she is parented, she will then bring that parenting style into her life in a way. And so I am just trying to be as mindful in my communication and parenting as I possibly can with why this is so important to me is because I think inspiration hits in some of the most unexpected times. And when it does, I like to have resources and tools on hand to be guided to whatever I'm being inspired to, to read or to research or whatever it may be. And so that is why I love having the tangible book on hand. Number eight, this also goes back to something um, I shared a little bit about having a planner. This is this a similar mindset, but I always have a journal and a pen. Whenever I'm reading a book, whenever I'm having a conversation with someone um, that I know is a very intentional, like engaging conversation, whenever I'm coaching, whenever I'm in therapy, I always have a journal and a pen to write down questions or thoughts. And I just, I love the power of words and even more so the power of questions. And I always get so fascinated by the language and the way in which people describe their situations and their experiences and their feelings. And so I really write down this stuff as it's just, I, I geek out about it. Like it's just so inspiring to see the way that everyone just transcribes the world and their experiences. Number nine. Uh, this one's just fun and just a really big part of who I am. So I'm very big on senses and igniting all of our senses. And so for me, smell is huge. And so I utilize candles, essential oils, sage, incense on a regular basis. So I start out every morning putting an essential oil in my diffuser. When I'm sitting at my desk, anytime I'm working or coaching or recording a podcast, there's always a candle lit. After I've cleaned the house, I always sage to just cleanse the energy. And then throughout the day, when I need a bit of reboost and being refreshed, I light an incense. My favorite is old school Nag Champa. I literally buy the box by like there's hundreds in there because I go through them so much and this brings me to number 10 something that I do it's pretty similar to how I started this entire list of number one of being in nature but this is something called earthing this is where throughout the day whenever I'm feeling low on energy whenever something has taken up a lot of energy whenever I need to be re-inspired whenever I just like 
I'm feeling like it is time to reconnect, I go barefoot outside, whether it's concrete, whether it's grass, go outside and put your feet on the earth, stick your head up towards the sun and close your eyes and take a deep breath. When it's been warmer, I literally would lay on the grass. I would set my timer for five minutes and lay there soaking up the sun and just re-energizing and replenishing my body. It's called earthing. Some people call it grounding. Just spending some time reconnecting with yourself and with nature. This was so fun getting to share these 10 things that I do throughout my week. There was a ton of references between the tarot cards and the books and all of that fun stuff that I mentioned in here and even everything that's on my weekly board. All of this has been turned into a PDF that you can download completely for free. Just check the show notes for the link and then you can get all of the yummy details. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and just showing up as your most courageous self. I look forward to sharing with you next week as next week we will have our first ever guest which I cannot wait to bring her into this community and share her with all of you. For now, have a beautiful week and keep being courageous.